0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to the Bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon. Live and direct from BZ Sierra Nevada, Airy in Occupied, California. Doing the job the American media maggots won't. Featuring right thinking from a left brain. Working without a net and under an assassination order. Here is the Bloviating Zeppelin.
2: I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, thanks for listening to the Bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon right here on the SHR Media Network. And I got to say, welcome. You got a belly up to the bar? We've kept your seat. It's great to see you back. Tonight is Thursday. It is November the 14th, the year of our Lord, 2019. Oh my gosh. Here I am once again on a Thursday night broadcasting behind enemy lines in occupied California. Huh. Well, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that Snowball is going to be your bartendress tonight. She pours with the best of them. And the lava lamp is, in fact, lighted. Let's see. To my right, your left, indicating that you can listen and chat at shrmedia.com. You can watch the show live streaming on the SHR Media Facebook page and the SHR Media YouTube channel. Like both of the things. Subscribe to the SHR Media YouTube channel so you can get notified. Push the little bell there. Actually, it's a clue. You have to do it twice. You have to go click, click to make it work. I also have to tell you this. We don't water our drinks just like we don't water our conversation, politics, religion, crime culture, economic, race, sex, science, law. We talk about it all right here at The Salute. Nothing is sacred. The speech is free, but the booze is not. All that we ask is that you flush the toilet, jiggle a handle, and don't forget to tip your waitress. It's going to be a nice show tonight, I'm pretty sure of it. And as I've indicated, it's like I've said it's tomorrow's news today. That's courtesy of Jack Alexander, who somehow magically can travel in time. Maybe I should explain how I came about that. But first, some bad news. I could either deliver the good news or I could deliver the bad news. Perhaps I need to deliver the bad news first. Um, I just recently discovered that I have been hacked on Facebook and if you receive a video, if you happen to be on my address list and trust me, I was not the only one, this thing went rampant through everybody's address list, but it got to me from someone else. And now I've looked at Facebook and it sent, it went through my address book and it sent a little video that says something similar to, Hey, I see you're in this video. And then it shows a YouTube symbol. Number one, don't click on that bastard. Number two, quick, like a bunny, go back into your settings in Facebook and change your username and or password I'm not sure about username because, you, you, you know, if you're under your regular name somehow, you're going to have to figure that out. But definitely, most def, change your password. Well, that's the first bad news thing that occurred today in Facebook. The second is that today uh, I'm proud to announce, I suppose, that um, I have been officially screwed with by Facebook I somehow thought myself inviolate. No, 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 not gonna happen. So Facebook doesn't like me anymore. It thinks somehow that I should be uh, a, a, what I'm not, which is a bootlicking, gullible, ass gobbling leftist, and that ain't gonna happen. So what it did is it derated me in terms of page quality and said that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I need a. I need a producer. Where is my damn producer? Uh, It derated my Facebook page and said that I am a purveyor of fake news. I am a false prophet. I know. And do you know what most of that stuff has revolved around? I know climate change. I have been telling people, and I've been a purveyor of false information, according to Facebook, of climate change falsehoods. So I have been placed, I've been told by some sources, although when I contacted Facebook, they wouldn't tell me, of course, but I've been told by others that under situations like this, uh, you can expect that you can be kicked off, off of Facebook for about a week or so. So I am apparently a persona non grata in groups. I cannot post to groups for at least a week. And that's the way it's going to be for a while. So if you want to find out what's happening to the show, I guess you're going to have to go to my timeline on Facebook, or you're going to have to go to Twitter Night. I consistently uh, am still on Twitter. I've, I, I have to say this. First, first, I got to tell you this. Jack Alexander is going to be here for the entire two hours. If, oh, wait a minute. It's not that late in, in Jack's world. Jack, you there, sir? am. Yeah. Okay. Now, in your world, Jack, it's a little after 1 p.m., is that it?
4: Uh, no, you forgot about the ending of your daylight saving and the starting of ours. It's now um, 10 past 3 in the afternoon.
3: Oh, so it's a little bit later. Okay. All right. But still, it's a reasonable time for you. It's late as hell for people over here on the left coast. Well, it's 8, 8.05, 8.07. And it's 11.07 on people on the far right coast in the United States of America. So it's about 3.07. PM where you are in the land of Oz, so I don't like I say I don't feel so bad. So anyway, Jack, what I was talking to people about, and if you're nice enough, you know, to do this, you'll be here for two hours. Um, I got my first nasty gram in YouTube for being a purveyor of climate change hoax information. Then they went into great detail to tell me that they are fact checked by all of these five verifiable and extremely trustworthy agencies and areas, including the Associated Press, press, which lies its ass off, and PolitiFact. And I think they probably threw in Snopes for good measure, because they are, in fact, lying bastards. Uh, Excuse my rudeness. I'd like to say welcome to uh, Mike in chat, Wendy in chat, the Alaskan in chat, and of course, Jack is there in chat as well. Um, you said you're going to be a little bit late, but you're here on time, and I really appreciate that. And thank you for being here tonight, Jack Alexander. I appreciate it, sir.
4: You're welcome. It's always fun when we get together.
3: I think it is too. Uh, first off, however, because I must mind my manners, and even though my my saintly mother uh, passed in 2000 uh, at the she had just turned 80 in the year 2000, like about two months. And my sainted mother told me, always make sure that you're very nice to people and uh, give them props whenever possible. Uh, Jack, tell us, you've got your own radio show, tell us where you can be found on uh, all your social media and tell people how they can listen to your radio show, please.
4: Well, it's the Jack Alexander Experiment and it live streams uh, audio wise. I'll start with the audio list because there are some changes. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Spreaker, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and Podcast Addict. Now, I used to live stream on Facebook and YouTube, but uh, this week, like you've been having your own problems, YouTube, uh, first of all, pulled off my uh, Veterans Day special. CNN apparently thought that they had the copyright rights to the speech that the president gave and uh, yanked my uh, veterans day special worldwide then um today i find out they have removed my live streaming privileges altogether so at the moment i'm just live streaming video well from tomorrow i will be live streaming video just in facebook until i can find some other platform to go to okay uh on Do- so yeah it's it's a pain It is an absolute pain in the ass. Uh, My constant war with with YouTube is going on. The the constant copyright hits. And, you know, people saying that uh, they have, that I have to ask their permission to use my voice.
3: Yeah, how damned insane is that? Well, I can tell you, and I think I, I wrote this to you in Facebook. I said, SHR got its butt handed to it about a year and a half ago or so one of our other guys who doesn't broadcast here anymore decided that he was going to simulcast the president's uh state of the union that's what it was it was the state of the union and so we learned a very important lesson that at no time anywhere can we get away at least with live streaming any broadcast from tv so we had our mark one model one but in our hands, and then we handed it over to YouTube. They killed us for probably two months. Probably, I think, at least two months before we got our stream back. Do you know if you're ever able to come back on YouTube, or did they tell you essentially that's it?
4: Uh, I can't get anyone to tell me anything at this point.
3: Funny how that works.
4: Um... Because, you know, I, I, I have a sneaky suspicion this has to do with CNN and the thing that, you know, that with them claiming that, that the president's speech was theirs. Now, here's the thing. I didn't get the, the video that I used from that it's from CNN. I got that from the – I took that from the White House, from their official stream of the president's address. So, uh, first of all, it should – it wouldn't have mattered whether I got it from CNN, NBC or wherever. Uh, it's – The the president's speech is is public domain. Um, It is newsworthy, so fair use cops into it. But I didn't even get it from CNN. uh, But it was just long enough for them to kill off the viewership I had of that show and reset the counter. It got put back. And and then the day after it gets put back, I'm now not allowed to live stream.
3: Hmm. But just like me, I couldn't find out. Uh if I couldn't, you know, how long I this is how weird things got. I had Lee Newton Howard on my show about three or four weeks ago. He's a a Democrat candidate for president of the United States. I wrote in Facebook Probably some not nice language because I really wasn't pleased at the time. But he sent a message to me saying that essentially something similar had happened to him. And he knew that it would take about a week. Facebook wouldn't reply to me. A candidate for president of the United States replied to me. But Facebook wouldn't reply to me. Thanks, Facebook. And so, uh, let's see, I got hacked today, and for anybody that happens to be in my address book, like I said earlier, if you get any kind of a message from me that appears to be a YouTube video, and it'll say something similar to, I saw you in this video, don't open it. If you think, even remotely, that you're in my address book, uh, go into your settings, change if you, I, I don't quite know how username works because you don't want to change your real name, but at the minimum, go in and change your password, folks. And we probably all should do that on something of a continuous basis. I have I admit I have been negligent on that. I haven't changed my password in Facebook since, <clears throat> yeah, I originally got it. So just Information from me to you. Heavy sigh. But we are going to. Yeah, move.
4: a little too late. I, I'd already, I'd already opened it up um, um, when it got sent to me. But when it popped up another screen that wouldn't play, and I clicked on that, and then it opened up another screen that wanted a username and password. I went, <laughs>
3: Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, not. You're g- not getting that. Not going to happen today. Um. Oh. Um. In chat, the Alaskan says, George Sinzer from Firefox News Online. I don't know who George is, but apparently a member of Firefox News Online. I have Firefox as a search engine amongst many. Just had CNN pull that on him last night over the Fox News simulcast he did on the impeachment hearings. Hmm. Wouldn't it, Jack? Wouldn't it be interesting to see if we could somehow and you never would be able to do this because Facebook would would make sure and CNN would make sure that you could never get into the analytics. But wouldn't it be interesting, Jack, to find out how many people on the left have had their simulcasts of CNN and like minded organizations like MSNBC, ABC, CBS, uh, ABC, CBS, NBC. Wouldn't it be interesting to find out how many people on the left have had their YouTube videos pulled when they have simulcast something similar? My guess would be probably not. My guess would be it's because we're leaning to the right.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the, the discussions that I've had with the, uh, the marketing people at YouTube in the past over other copyright bans and, uh, uh, and strikes and stuff. I mean, somebody, somebody tried to ban um, the Commonwealth equivalent of TAPs. Known as the last post when I did the uh, mem- when I did a special for Memorial Day and uh, no, sorry uh, yeah yeah Memorial Day a few months back somebody tried to put a copyright strike strike on that and I went, hang on this, is, this is public domain this is no 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 the, the, the British Commonwealth's equivalent of taps
5: oh oh okay not
4: taps uh, but know, uh, yeah, somebody tried tried to put it on and, and again what they were offended uh, uh, that, that their offence was that we were. Honoring those that paid the ultimate sacrifice, and it's it's absolutely crazy. And, and when that started, that's when they started the, the the claims on people putting copyright claims on me using my voice without their permission. And it is it's like every other day. And I think that may have something to do with why YouTube has removed my. Uh, Livestream privileges because the constant number of hits that i 'm getting and the constant number of appeals that i 'm having to lodge and unfortunately i don 't have uh, stephen Crowder 's half agent lawyer Bill Richmond to go and bat for me. Um, you know I have a couple of small patrons who completely fund my program that is the only income i 've got and you know so i can 't afford to, to to fight a lawyer i 've got to fight this with what means i 've got. And yeah, it, it's just crazy. Yeah, you win, you you win, you win a small battle, a very critical battle over the, the First Amendment, and then that you get the rug pulled out from from underneath you. And it's, I, I'm I'm really hoping to find a bunch of lawyers out there. And hey, Bill Richmond, if, you, if you're listening, how about? Independent content creators start a class action against the likes of YouTube and and Facebook and so on because they were given certain legal protections. Yes, they from were civil civil liabilities with the provisor. that it was an
3: open platform, right? That they not they be have... that they not edit material. If you edit material, yeah. that makes you technically a publisher. I believe these people, because they are editors, are publishers. The if then equation is: if they are publishers, then they are subject to to uh, lawsuits, slander, etc., uh, and and censorship, because they are publishers. And they mention yeah. publishing in their interactions with their users everybody says first amendment first amendment it's a private company it's a private company well okay it's like at this point in our history it's like okay do without fuel do without petroleum don't have anything to do with petroleum and see how well your your life functions it's now essentially almost like air and water um Alaskan makes a really interesting point in chat, and I wasn't aware of this. Alaskan says, the damn thing about the feeds are that all of the videos from the chambers are done by C-SPAN equipment. So somehow, well, I don't know, maybe you do, Jack. Is C-SPAN somehow aligned with CNN in some fashion?
4: To the best of my knowledge, no, and I have never had a strike um, on material that's had the C-SPAN logo on it. Hmm.
3: Okay. All right.
4: And you know, the funny thing was the, the, the information that the, the, the video that I put out had no branding on it whatsoever. It was just straight raw video from the event, and no watermarks, nothing on it. And you know, CNN says, no, 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 no. we own that, and. Not just, you know, normally when, when I get a, uh, a copyright claim online, they, the, the copyright claimant then monetizes my video, which I'm not allowed to monetize because I'm a conservative broadcaster. You know, that's an, another part to this equation. You know, this is the, the, the first real punitive action that, that I've had where they've either yanked a video or actually second video they've yanked um but where they've actually stopped me from live streaming normally you know it's that they will just come in and they'll say oh look there's a you know these people have made a claim against your video or it's been auto claimed and your video is now being monetized and the money is being sent to that organization and when i spoke to to youtube about it i said hang on a second you won't allow me to monetize this content, even though everything that I am saying is perfectly within the, the, the realms of the law. But because it's conservative, you won't allow me to monetize it, correct? Yes. So why are you allowing them to monetize my content, even though you believe that my content is defamatory or offensive to someone? Why is it okay for them to monetize the same content you won't allow me to monetize and it's my content and yeah you know, there's usually no answer no answer
3: well it's like i've said for uh, years no one is equal until everyone is equal equal and that has to do with every aspect of society now clearly involving social media as well uh we got a phone call i think it's mike i'm not sure mike you there yes i'm here okay what's up mike other than uh president uh, you're trump you're is
5: right on that there's a There's a fellow that I listen to um, that has a show that's – his name is uh, 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 Pete Santilli, and he's on his, like, 15th or 16th uh, YouTube channel because they've shut him down several times. Okay. Uh, And all that stuff. But he's he's on this whole coup thing and calling it a CIA operation. He said the guy – they they shut him down because he said the guy's name, you know, uh, Carmelo, Caramello or whatever his name is, uh, the so-called whistleblower, and and the fact of the matter is, is the guy's name was already out there, you know, they they're, and I agree with this guy. He this is what what they Facebook and Google and stuff are doing. They're electioneering. They're trying to yes election here, you know, by shutting people, shutting shutting conservatives down.
3: Yes. And here's the other thing that you'll never know. And this is, again, why I say, Jack, Mike, this is all one big plan. Think about how readily it would be easy. See, 2016 was unique. The social media giants, Facebook and Twitter, kind of understood, I think, about the influence they could have on the election. Since 2016 and 2019 now, because of all the discussions that have been going back and forth, i am they know exactly how to tilt the election. And you can somehow, how would you, for example, Mike, Jack, how would you somehow be able to, in any way possible, discover through Facebook's servers or Twitter's servers or whoever serves them how would you ever be able to know for sure that you're getting all the appropriate information that you may subpoena the answer I believe is you never will number 1 they're never they're like they're like the Muslims they're never going to tell you the truth it's like the big social media giants have their own form of takiyah out here so They can warp. Think about this. In that fashion, sculpted and framed in that fashion, is it not even more stultifying, brain glazing, that throughout all of that obfuscation, Trump still won. He still won the electoral process. And I believe, I truly believe, he won the popular vote as well. It, they say by 2 million. I, I'll wager that in California, there are 2 million illegal Mexicans, etc. that have signed up to vote. Motor voter in California has ensured a great deal about that. And then that's just one of the 58 states, according to Obama. So multiply that times the other 57 states. Yeah, I can easily conjure how 2 million illegal votes were cast for Hillary Clinton.
4: Actually, it's more than that. Yeah. By, by my reckoning, it is closer to 10 million votes that Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton got, illig- got illegally. There's 3.2 million votes that, uh, that were cast by illegals that we know of. Because I- I've had uh, someone who used to work at CNN, who now works at uh, uh, Fox News 24, um, try and write that off as well. You know, uh, that's, it's like 1%. That's a piddly number. That's 1% of the population. That's not major fraud. I'm sorry, 3.2 million. When you put the numbers into perspective, 3.2 million is a massive number. Oh, hell yeah. No matter how you look at it. Now, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I'm quite sure, you know, if you if the, 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 the lottery tonight was $320 million and and 100 people won it, you are not going to be upset because you only got 1% of that, that prize pool. You're going to be quite happy with that 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 uh, three point two million dollar prize. Then you know so on part of that, then there is the story that you and I covered, uh, maybe not the last time I was on, the time before that. Which brings it up roughly around that that 10 10, uh, million mark. Because you've got a lot of states out there and a lot of districts, all of them Democrat, that had more than 100% of the population vote. Not 100% of the eligible voters, but more than 100% of the population of Uh, those districts voting.
3: Jack, you're just being picky. What's what's 100%? What's... What's a a little 10% bias, give or take 10% here or there? I mean, really, you know, all you're doing is whining and complaining. Uh, The people that are in danger of overturning the election, it isn't Russia. It's Facebook, Twitter, and all the rest of the social media giants, period. End of statement. Plus, we haven't even taken into account, and it still continues today, of the various voting the electronic voting booths that when entered somehow won't let you click on the republican or it'll magically change your vote to democrat to this day we are still having issues with that so oh
4: you mean the machines that uh Serviced by one of George Soros's companies.
3: No, that wouldn't. No, that. See, there's. No.
5: Oh
3: man, no, nah. it doesn't happen that way, does it? Uh, no, 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 know? no. See, that he, uh, he, I he's normally just a, he's just a he's just a nice old man, a nice old rich yeah, man with bags, who, bags under who his, his eyes. Does good things. Yeah. See, now normally, Jack, when you tell the truth, I would do something like this. I, I would give you a, a little ting like that. But now, no, no, no. When you're spreading lies like that. No, no, and, no, we're not going to take look, that. They,
5: they, they figured out fast, because of President Trump on Twitter, they figured out fast, these, uh, these companies, that they can have an effect on people because of what President Trump has done on Twitter.
3: Okay, this is a great conversation. I want to consider uh, hold it over the break. Uh, we've got one extra person who's waiting on hold on the phone. What I'd like to do is hold everybody over because we're going to change things up just a little bit. We're going to go into a new topic that I think everybody is going to go gaga over, not Miss Gaga or Lady Gaga or whatever the hell her name is. But I think it's a it's a new and unique unicue. I'm sorry. It's a unicue topic that I think everybody's going to kind of enjoy. One that I've never addressed here. And my God, oh, my God, it doesn't even have anything to do with politics But I did promo it, so if folks, you're reading the promos, you'll have an idea what is up next. And uh, and we're going to get back to politics. You know, uh, it's Thursday night. It's my show. I can do any damn thing I want. So here's the promo. Make sure you come back. Now's a good time to go get popcorn or pee. Conservative media
0: done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network.
6: For 50 years, I've seen the American people blinded by corrupt politicians, a lapdog media, and deceptive Islam. The one thing the elites fear is one man with a cane. I'm Dave Milner. Join me through Spreaker, iTunes, and SoundCloud, through SHR Media and the Western Free Radio Network, for half a century of experienced perspective on political and social issues, weekly on The Unpleasant Blind Guy, And catch me on Jeff Mitchell's EDL Radio on blogtalkradio.com. There's no
7: surrender ever.
6: Because truth is not always pleasant.
8: It's your business diva here, Melanie Collette. I am inviting you to a front row seat as I discuss some of the most intriguing details of wealth and finance with today's movers and shakers in the world of business. Listen in and discover financial truths on a global, domestic, and household scale. Uncover topics that will impact your wallet today and in the future. Money Talk with Melanie airs Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. East, 2 p.m. West, right here on SHR Media and High Plains Pundit Talk Radio. You can't afford to miss it.
1: From a public locker inside a dilapidated Long Island rail station comes a show designed to piss off liberals using truth, facts, and ridicule. The Lid Radio Show, featuring the conservative voice from the People's Republic of New York, the Lid himself, Jeff Dunnett. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the SHR Media Network. Go to shrmedia.com. At Lid Radio, we fight for the truth, justice, and a good kosher T-bone. If you don't listen, Hillary Clinton might sneak into your bedroom in her house coat late at night and blame you for her election loss. It's the Lid Radio Show with Jeff Dunnitz. Hey, girls, Carry Girl Gear is here. More and more women every day are concealed carrying, participating in competitive shooting and getting firearms training. It's not a boys' club anymore, and we don't have to shop in their stores anymore either. Finally, a cool and unique clothing line just for women. Dope tees and hats for the patriotic concealed carry and 2A girl. So what are you waiting for? Go check out carrygirlgear.com today.
9: Broadcasting behind enemy lines in occupied California, a mere two miles from the state capital, the Bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show can be heard every Tuesday and Thursday night at 8 p.m. Pacific and 11 p.m. Eastern, only on the SHR Media Network. Go to shrmedia.com to listen. You can also watch on the SHR Media Facebook page and the SHR Media YouTube channel. No goldfish were abused in the making of this ad.
3: Show on the SHR Media Network, Sackheads Against Tyranny. On SHRMedia.com, go there quick like a bunny, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, every Wednesday. Live and direct on the SHR Media Network, SHRMedia.com.
10: Be there. Hey, this is Michael Wright.
11: And I'm Shannon Wright.
7: Join us for The Right Way with Shannon and Mike. Monday through Thursday from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on SHR Media.
11: Why are they joining us?
7: For fun things like sports, politics.
11: Oh, maybe some news and entertainment?
7: And all kinds of other things.
11: Money and recipes and events. All kinds of stuff.
7: Yeah, so join us Monday through Thursday, 7 to 9 a.m. here on SHRmedia.com.
9: Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Blobbiating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show, where I've got Jack Alexander on for the entire two hours. Tomorrow's news today, Jack has somehow managed to come back from the future... Because Jack is operating on Friday, it's Thursday here in the United States of America. So somehow, somehow Jack has managed to take it upon himself to bring himself back into the current future from his future tomorrow. It's Thursday here, it's Friday where he is. Jack, how do you handle teleportation issues like that? That's why I say it's tomorrow's news today with Jack Alexander.
4: Oh, it, it's it's a strain. It, it is. It takes a lot. It takes a lot, <laughs> yes. lot of effort, a lot of concentration. It does. And unfortunately, the one thing, the one law I can't break in doing this. Yes. Is I'm not allowed to bring any lottery numbers back. Otherwise, <sighs> I would have done that.
3: Damn it, Jim! It's so, like
4: yeah. It's yeah, like
3: in the, in the 80s, like, buy Microsoft, buy Apple, buy Microsoft, buy Apple. I told my dad numerous times because I, I was a time traveler. Would my dad listen to me? No way. Uh, Mike, you're, uh, let's see, I've got somebody waiting. Let me see if I can go to them right now. And, uh, okay, unknown caller, who are you? And speak or forever hold your codpiece?
6: Well,
7: I will speak. This is Boyd
3: the Alaskan. Hey, Excellent, excellent, excellent. And how are you, sir? Hey, Boyd, have you uh, Alaskan Boyd? Have you ever had your knees cut off by either Facebook or Twitter? Pray tell.
7: Uh, no, not yet.
3: Okay, all right. No. You're...
7: Hey, listen. Uh, be, be, before I uh, get into what I was going to talk about for for real. Okay. Um be i was i was on hold and what you know during the whole time that mike was on also okay so all i was listening to was some funky elevator music while i was on hold i couldn't hear the show
10: so maybe
7: maybe you and sackhead sean can uh Figure out how you can pump the show in instead of the elevator music when you're on hold.
3: Was it at least a good tune? Was it like Black Sabbath or King Crimson or anything good, or was it George? No, it, it. No, it
7: wasn't even. It wasn't even good tune. It was. It was okay, but it was elevator music. You know
3: how it goes. Well, better than better elevator music than you know dial up. You could have gotten yeah. you know constant dial up, but luckily. We're we're not wired that way. Hey, I got a question for you and anybody else that happens to be listening. I want to be able to easily conference calls, and I want people to be able to be put on hold and also hear the show while they're waiting. I've been thinking about going to, what is it, free conference call HD or something like that. If anybody knows about Free Conference Call HD, let me know or send me an email, bz at com. i got to find some kind of a telephone system that is user-friendly, that the fat guy right here is not sufficiently stupid to kill, uh, and doesn't make me ill or stupid or isn't fattening. Yeah. So Hey,
5: uh, speak,
7: speaking of that, do you happen to know Big Sarge? He does a show... Uh... Three nights a week, I think, or
3: three times a week.
7: He's yes, a, he's a heavily, he's a heavy conservative. Yes, you do. Yes, okay. Uh, you might uh, try and contact him about that.
3: Okay, because like I he uses for I show. I know he uses that, and uh, there's another gentleman whose show I'm on uh, on Monday nights, uh, Ken McClinton, on the Exceptional Conservative yeah. Network, and I don't know if you've ever listened to Ken. Uh, Unfortunately, Ken's got a paywall. Uh, But if you do listen to his show and or you're paying for it, I think he's got that system, too. One of these days, at least, I brought SHR into the 21st century because you can call into the show now, whereas before the arrival of the fat rotund one, you could not. I just have to try to figure out (laughs) and and finesse the phone call thing, because I'm looking at two phone calls because Mike is still here. You're still here. There's a way... On X Light that I'm looking, that you can somehow conference these things, and trust me when I tell you, Sean told me and showed me how to do this once. But I'm a techno-Luddite. Everybody that listens to well, the show, you well, know,
7: yeah, you know what? Uh, what, you, what you need to do is is have Sean write out the steps for you, so you can have the <laughs> notes there yes. by your by your by your dingy bell.
8: Yes,
3: you're and right. You can
7: check on that. <laughs> um, yeah,
3: listen! Oh, or, everybody or, knows. You know,
7: hang it, or or just have Clyde hang on to it for you, and when when you get into this shape, you could jump down and say, "Here, now that look at this. This is what you do."
3: That's that's very true. <clears throat> yeah. Well, Alaskan okay, So,
7: uh, what what uh, has got me fired up is okay. this uh, BS with CNN copywriting. Supposedly, oh, okay. CNN is doing this, okay. Um, and I, I did put a couple comments in chat.
3: Yes, and I read some
7: uh, that, um, that you know, if Jack has had somebody say that he, uh, that they, uh, that somebody else owns his voice, I think Jack and or any other. Uh, conservative host out there who may have gone into the same thing I think you have a good federal criminal case because if they own your voice that means you are a slave not a not anything else and that if they own your voice then they should be having to pay for your voice whether they use it or not, because obviously you can't use it. I, th- I think there I think there could be some criminal charges brought against whoever is claiming they own your voice.
3: I'm familiar with the really bad guy aspects of uh, the USC, the United States Code federally. Things that mm-hmm. would apply potentially to that. Now, whether you'd, you'd have a, a multiple user case for that, or see the problem, and also Jack mentioned Jack, where it's like Jack, where are you going to find the money for an attorney to represent you on, on something like this?
4: Exactly, and, and the, the thing is, I don't think they're trying. What they're doing is trying to steal whatever monetization I get. You know, with with these claims, it's they're they're claiming. Um, the copyright claim, they're not shutting, not, not demanding that the video get pulled down or anything like that. It's they're getting allocated any of the monetization that would have come into it. And I think this is just an, uh, uh, an effort to just red tape small broadcasters, small independent commentators out of, out of, out of the industry. You know that uh, because we already yeah. we already can't get monetization on on Facebook if you do a conservative show so, you know because they say oh well, it's offensive it's hate speech, but you know they can't exactly nuke it uh normally because we i have i'm very careful on the lines that i I draw when it comes to uh, uh violent you' know, talking about violence and so on if I talk about uh having a politician arrested for something, it is always I want them. You know, I want to see them arrested, indicted for the crimes, and, and, and a public trial uh, with a jury of their peers. I'm very careful to put forward the case of due process, but if that crime is serious enough that it warrants the death penalty, like treason, then I should think that that, that you know, and then I usually say, well, that should be the mandatory minimum <laughs> because politicians well, should be held to a higher standard. So I'm very careful on that. But what this is, it is. It, I think in a lot of cases, it's a lot of bogus anti antifa horseshit to tr- to, to just penny-pinch any monetization that, that these shows make uh, well, to keep funding here's, their efforts. Like it's a giant joke.
7: Here's, here's something to uh, ponder, okay? Now, you know, everybody that's on network news, you know, from Fox to CNN, to any place. All of their work is copyrighted, you know, for the network yes. and everything. However, okay, all of those people have contracts with the network and uh, are being paid by that. Now, obviously, whoever is copywriting all of this material does not have a contract with you for your voice and for your content. Uh, I think you may have a, a contract case there too because of the fact they may be copywriting your stuff uh, or trying to copyright their your stuff, but they do not have a contract with you to do that, and unless they have a contract to do that, you they can't copyright you. I mean, an, an no, they, author of a the book.
4: They're not trying. to, to copyright me. Uh, that, 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 that they're not trying to copyright me. Um,
3: they're demonetizing they're, they're you. you.
4: Th- well, I'm already. De- I'm already demonetized. I can't monetize. I'm not eligible for monetization because of, because of my content, because it's conservative. So, uh, yeah. But what the, what they're trying to do, and, and it's not just happening to me. It's happening mm-hmm. to other people as well. It's a case to try and um, slip through, and and just grab the the monetization off of that. That it, it's this is it's, it's essentially petty theft. And yes. one of the big things for that. I, on one day, I had 23 attempts at this on on one show, and every single one of those claims was from a different entity. So even yeah. trying to track down who's doing this, you know, it's a. It, well, I, I honestly it, think it is just an effort to red tape um, the, the small independent broadcaster out of existence.
3: Let me ask you this, Jack. Well, well. Um, and I know we have folks like this in the United States. I can't think of anybody uh, Alaskan. Maybe you can think of somebody. I, I myself cannot. But in the United States, there are people that will take cases like this of conservatives pro bono to attempt to represent them when you're up against the big boys. And, And again, Boyd, if you can think of somebody or anybody in chat can think of an attorney that represents people like this in the United States, I know they exist. Does something like that exist in Australia and or that might be some kind of a venue that you might want to investigate yourself, Jack? Because it is. It's theft. It is theft of A, intellectual property, which is yours, and B... Uh, you don't mind people you know quoting you and things like that, so there's there's fair usage. but as you what? indicate jack it's it's theft it's removing the monetization, not just not letting you monetize, but of what you have monetized there it's fraudulent in california let's let's just put it this way. If somebody came to me with this case and I were still working theft in detectives. And somebody brought this to me, not by way of the the Internet, because that would go to the the Internet, little people. But if if somebody were telling me that that folks were were sideways moving cash from you, I would investigate that as a crime. And if the the amount went over, well, now it used to be five hundred or four hundred dollars. Now it's nine hundred and fifty dollars. But if the amount of money was over nine hundred and fifty dollars, it's a felony now.
5: Yeah, yeah well, that's, part, see, that's it, what I was,
7: I was going to pop in there and say, you need to find out who uh, these outfits are giving your monetization to. And if they're not giving it to really anybody, they're just putting it in their pocket, then, my uh, well, God, just that's not they
4: haven't, they, they haven't actually received a penny out of this because I don't, get a penny of monetization out of YouTube. My only income from, from my show is from some affiliate sponsors that, that I plug and uh, a couple of really wonderful, I mean, they're absolute angel um, pa- patrons um, hey. that, that support the show. Uh, so it, it, what tech, while they are trying to steal from me in what they're doing, they haven't succeeded because I don't get any monetization from YouTube. Um, so I doubt that there'd actually be a, a lawyer to take that on. And if I could find uh, – and not only that, there's a jurisdictional issue on this. While I'm physically in Australia and broadcasting from Australia, my company is registered in Texas. Uh, you know, And, and you know, it's, it's my personal company that produces the show. So, um, yeah. you know, it'd have it have to be lodged in tech in 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 Texas at at a rough guess, or at least in the United States somewhere. So, uh, that's another issue but if i could find a pro bono lawyer to take on a a a landmark case i'd be suing the united states government for the for civil rights violations on the way they enforce immigration law when it comes to illegal immigrants getting a fast track to, to to citizenship and those of us like myself who are trying to do it the correct legal way continuing to get pushed down the line and just basically bled dry of money I mean I've had to put my whole dreams of of immigration on hold because I've just been bankrupted by, by the process. That's a story that's a story for, uh, a story for yeah, another day
3: but I Yeah. L- let me confirm Jack you you have or have not actually suffered a fiduciary loss.
4: No, I have not suffered a fiduciary, a fiduciary loss with what's going on on, on YouTube.
3: Okay. All right. Uh, The only thing that I can think of, and I know we've we've had considerable, well, I can't even say considerable, overall, well, yes, overall conservatives have suffered considerably at the hands of YouTube. Facebook comes and goes. Facebook likes you. Facebook hates you. I'm wondering if there are other venues to live stream. For example, I used to be on Periscope, but then I would have to start Three live streaming, I'd have to start YouTube, Facebook, and Periscope, and then go to Spreaker and start that. That got to be just a pain in the ass. But here's one thing I'm not hearing, unless you guys are. Are you hearing anything about Periscope cutting people off at the knees? I am not.
4: Uh, I I haven't, and and I have a Periscope account.
7: uh, as, of, as of right now, uh, speaking with or about Censor uh, and Firefox News Online and what happened to him last night, um, I all of his uh, archived show of the impeachment was was completely wiped out of three or four of his platforms, except, I think, Periscope still had his feed up archived.
3: Okay, and the reason I'm asking is because should we consider, uh, some of us, just saying, screw ya, YouTube, migrating over to Periscope and checking to see how that goes for a while?
7: that, That might be. Uh, but, you know, another thing just popped into my mind okay. on this monetizing and, and and stuff. You guys might, uh, or Jack, you might want to try and uh, contact Steven Crowder uh, from Louder and Crowder because he was tried on to con- YouTube. Oh, have you? Okay. Yeah. And see see how he's doing and maybe you could join the case or uh, be material witness in his case and stuff like that. So, you know, I don't know. Um, And I'll have to uh, have to ponder on the uh, uh, conservative legal uh, offices that may be able to take up your case. But uh, who was it? Uh, Simone was, just said in chat, you know, on one of your trips to Texas, uh, since your company is located there in Texas, uh, <laughs> you might you might file there while you're in Texas.
3: Yeah, and Simone said, and Simone, Stead, and Simone Stead, yeah, and while you're there, just stay.
7: Yeah, you got to stay to uh, uh, defend yourself in court.
3: That might be a halfway decent uh, reason for that, um, Boyd. I'm going to go back to to Mike here for a second. Thanks, and then by the way, after the top of the hour when I change the 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 topics, everybody is welcome to call back in again. And Boyd, you you might yeah, even you and, can... and
7: uh, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna let you know about the Firefox News Online because um, I know know that one. Okay. Also. you might want to but call it, back in. It's again. just a, it's a, it's another show, and in fact, it's actually on right now, and he's on Mixler Blog Talk Radio, a few other platforms. So
3: you know, it uh, almost yeah, and
7: he was he was the one that had gotten his uh, copyright thing last night from uh, CNN.
3: See, it almost Boyd. Thanks, and uh, if you're interested, when we change the topic at the top of the hour, call back in. Appreciate it. I um, will. Okay. Thanks, sir. Okay. Bye. Um I'm always, I'm almost wondering if we should just con- consider staying on audio, that video has gotten to the point where it's just too damn complicated to use. I, I think before I do that, though, I will give Periscope a reconsideration <laughs> and... Uh, I, I'm torn between either killing Facebook or killing YouTube. But eventually, I think I'm going to kill one and pull up Periscope. I'm just, I'm not sure which. Mike, you're back. Have you heard about any video providers that are similar to YouTube or Facebook or even Periscope that would be alternatives to YouTube or Facebook?
5: There is this, I mentioned this guy uh This guy Pete Santilli, earlier, he's on this thing called D Live. It's a video provider that people can donate. Can as they're chatting with you, they can donate monies. You know, and it's a it's another provide it's another video provider. All right. Okay. Now Now, what what's it it, called again, Mike?
3: D like the letter D. D D
5: D L I V E D Live. Oh, okay. All right, and so you can you can you can set up an account, and you can have us instead of going to YouTube or Facebook, you go to D Live, you know, and you can. Now it's in one cent and one cent increments, or maybe dollar, dollar fifty, two dollars, three dollars increments. But people can donate to you, hmm. and you get a hundred percent of the donations. Whereas I think I think YouTube. I think YouTube gets, takes away like 40% to go to YouTube and you get everything else or something to that effect. There's a certain amount that YouTube takes away. If you're monetized, there's a certain amount of, you know, super chats and other things that YouTube takes away the money from that you don't get because it's youtube you know
3: okay i'm looking at it right now it's at for people that are interested it's at dlive.tv d-l-i-v-e dot tv
4: yeah Uh, i won't use it it.
3: there's something on there right now and i'm not going to turn up the volume because who knows what the hell that happened to me if i if i do that jack you said what
4: I, i i won't use it um when i was looking at other other uh platforms and so on I had my oldest son give me a hand, and uh, when we started looking into D Live, they have some pretty strong connections to the Red Chinese government.
7: So
4: oh, uh, DLive shit. is a platform that I that, that I'm, I'm not going to use, like TikTok as a, as, as a uh, as a social media platform. I won't use that one either.
3: Okay, I did not know that. Right. So, now in, in chat, uh, this, this. in chat, Dave well, says,
5: uh, "This guy figured out that YouTube takes away part." Forty percent of whatever, whatever is made there. that. And George Sinzer is another guy that he he found this other place called Vaughn.Live, Live, you know.
3: Hmm, okay.
5: And of course, there's Twitch, Twitch TV, you know, Twitch, which is another one. But uh,
3: man, that yeah, sounds like
5: there's, only
3: there's a bunch gamers. of them. That sounds like Twitch he,
4: only yeah. live streams for game, for gaming.
3: Oh, Twitch sounds like it's a it's a show for zombies anyway. Um, Dave in chat says, check out, check out Bitshoot. I've never heard of Bitshoot. B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E. He says, it's what the satirist Soph uses. A- unless that's a reference to Sophocles, which is certainly beyond me. Um, it's the top of the hour, guys. Uh, we're going to change gears just a little bit maybe this will resonate with everybody. Maybe it won't. If it doesn't, I'm just going to throw it out in the ozone. If it doesn't resonate and I don't get any calls, that's cool because I have an ass load of politics right here just for you. So in any event, and it's going to be buttery, there will be buttery political goodness if this one just falls flat like a Zeppelin. Imagine that. So don't go away. If you got a poo or pee or get popcorn or get your favorite adult beverage, beverage. Folks, now's the time. I'm the bloviating Zeppelin. That was Mike on the phone call. We got Jack Alexander from the Jack Alexander Experiment right here. He's traveling through time. I'm BZ. This is it SHR. And now it's time for something else, I think.
0: Conservative, Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR so Media be, uh, Network.
1: From a public locker inside a dilapidated Long Island rail station comes a show designed to piss off liberals using truth, facts, and ridicule. The Lid Radio Show, featuring the conservative voice from the People's Republic of New York, the Lid himself, Jeff Dunitz. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the SHR Media Network. Go to shrmedia.com. At Lid Radio, we fight for the truth, justice, and a good kosher T-bone. If you don't listen, Hillary Clinton might sneak into your bedroom in her house coat late at night and blame you for her election loss. It's the Lid Radio Show with Jeff Dunnitz.
6: For 50 years, I've seen the American people blinded by corrupt politicians, a lapdog media, and deceptive Islam. The one thing the elites fear is one man with a cane. I'm Dave Milner. Join me through Spreaker, iTunes, and SoundCloud, through SHR Media and the Western Free Radio Network, for half a century of experienced perspective on political and social issues, weekly on The Unpleasant Blind Guy, and catch me on Jeff Mitchell's EDL radio on blogtalkradio.com. There's no surrender ever. Because truth is not always pleasant.
11: This is Shannon Wright of The Right Way with Shannon and Mike in the AM. Mike's not here, so I gotta talk fast. You gotta join us. Fall season. Getting ready to start up with a whole bunch of new stuff news, and food, and politics, and sports, and entertainment, and a whole bunch of stuff. But wait, Mike's coming. I gotta go. Remember, Shannon and Mike in the AM on SHR Media, Monday through Thursday, 7 to 9 AM. Make sure you tune in.
2: Featuring right thinking from a left brain and doing the job the American maggots won't, BZ is fundamentally changing America one diaper at a time. Just when safety pin manufacturers are running out of metal for the diapers of the leftists where the speech is free, but the drinks are not. The Bloviating Zeppelins Berserk Bobcat Saloon can be heard every Tuesday and Thursday night, commencing at 11 p.m. Eastern and 8 p.m. Pacific, where pushback is a requisite art form in and of itself. Let your ossicles be truly liberated when you listen to the bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon, only on SHR Media Network. No ferrets were harmed in the making of this ad.
12: Join me, Jack Alexander, for the Jack Alexander Experiment podcast, as I take a unique outsider's look at the issues affecting the USA. I fearlessly take on the issues that everyone else is too scared to touch. The Jack Alexander Experiment podcast is available wherever good podcasts can be found, like Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcast. The Jack Alexander Experiment. Because it's not a matter of left versus right, it's a matter of right versus wrong.
8: It's your business diva here, Melanie Collette. I am inviting you to a front row seat as I discuss some of the most intriguing details of wealth and finance with today's movers and shakers in the world of business. Listen in and discover financial truths on a global, domestic, and household scale. Uncover topics that will impact your wallet today and in the future. Money Talk with Melanie airs Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. East, 2 p.m. West, right here on SHR Media and High Plains Pundit Talk Radio. You can't afford to miss it.
10: Featuring the effervescent contrarian sackheads Clint plus the unrestrained bulbosity of BZ, the sackheads against tyranny is a real chat show. Doubling your late-night conservative talk show pleasure with double the hosts, you can listen every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. Please note, some contents may have settled during shipping. Member FDIC, batteries not included, warranty voided Montenegro. Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media
3: Network. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my microphone boom keeps moving on me. I just bought this bad boy. And I haven't quite figured out how to make sure that it's, it's nice and movable, but it doesn't move backwards on me. Just more technology for BZ to screw up. And yes, Sean did assemble it. Some contents may have settled during shipping, of course. Tonight we have Jack Alexander on, and uh, welcome Jack, thanks for being here tonight.
4: And that's why I use a
3: headset. I don't have that problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Now, it's funny you should mention headsets. And it's also funny that you mentioned uh, radio, Blog Talk Radio. Somebody mentioned Blog Talk Radio. Was that you or, or maybe it was Boyd from the previous call? It's Boyd. Um, Dan Butcher used to be on here. And Dan broadcasts on Blog Talk Radio. And then something happened, either Spreaker bought Blog Talk or Blog Talk bought Spreaker, one of the two. And I had a choice when I started the show to go to Blog Talk, and Dan told me from long ago, go to Blog Talk because the phone stuff is so much easier. But then I always used to listen to Blog Talk, and in my opinion, Blog Talk radio, the audio sucks and i play i listen to this thing through headphones and i listen to all my shows at the end through headphones and it's like this is the one of the greatest broadcasts there are great highs great mid-range good bass on spreaker and because i am sort of an audiophile when my ears work i decided okay well i'm just going to i'm going to stay with with spreaker um oh and again thanks to everybody in chat wendy simone the alaskan real mike pasqua dave milner's in here dave jack alexander of course and one viewer who is masked but we don't unmask viewers here in the saloon now i got a choice and jack you can help me with this i got a choice i i thought okay maybe i could do a couple of things i could do politics because if you've never heard it, folks, I printed out a copy of the memorandum of the telephone conversation that everybody is going nutty about on the Ukraine. And it's only five pages. So if you've never heard what was in this, one of the things I was thinking about doing tonight in terms of politics was reading this thing to you and then letting you decide for yourself. Uh, my guess would be most of the people listening tonight live or in podcast podcast. You've never read this thing, and I was going to read it so that you can make up your mind as to whether or not you think this is quid pro quo, whether it isn't quid pro quo. Jack, have you, just out of curiosity, have you either read this or maybe even read it on your show?
4: Have I read it out verbatim on my show? No, I actually have a, print, uh, a hard copy in my hot little hands as we speak. I do, too. Uh, yes. But uh, no, I have read it cover to cover, and uh, I mean there is, you know, from what I I found it, there was no quid pro quo in there. There was no threats, veiled or otherwise, as opposed to the conversation that Joe Biden likes to brag about. Oh yeah, where, um, and I mean it, it's it's. As I said it on my show, the, the evidence that the, the, the whistleblower is putting forward in this, I've seen hair, the gossip in hairdressing salons have <laughs> less steps in the gossip chain. I mean, the, yeah. the way that Jim Jordan described it as six people having four simultaneous conversations at the same, you know, um, I mean, oh, it, it's 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 crazy. I've never. You would think that gossip would not be a measuring stick when it comes to something as important as impeaching the president of the United States.
3: Well, since since you're in tomorrow, Jack, and we're back at today and you're from the future, do you have any prognostications in in your bit of the Twilight Zone? that you can tell us or give us some clues as to what's going to be happening on Friday.
4: What's going to be happening on Friday? It's going to be more Democrat politicians uh, procrastinating and turning, turning a, uh, a bogus impeachment into a three-ring circus. Um, Twilight Zone doesn't even come close to it. Did you see the drag queen that one of the social media networks sent to cover the, uh, the picture on the birthday? Um,
3: I've seen a lot of drag queens, but I've missed that one, so go ahead and regale us with that tale.
4: Uh, a drag queen by the name of Pissy Miles.
3: Wait, wait, wait. Miss, uh, Missy or Pissy?
4: With a P. <laughs> Jesus. P-, P for penis.
3: You can't write this stuff.
4: <sighs> and um, I, uh, it was one of the Republican uh, congressmen was uh, just overlooking people come filing in for the hearing. Okay. And took a little bit of phone footage and tweeted it out as this thing um, uh, was coming through uh, the metal detector. And in spite of having taken the shoes off and everything else, um, still was setting off the metal detector and had to have the wand wand and a pat down and and everything. Um, Do you remember the artist and actor, uh, the the shock actor and artist from the 80s called Divine?
3: Yes, the fat unit.
4: Yes, okay. Pissy Miles makes Divine look as beautiful as Melania Trump
3: is today. Oh my, OMG. Really? Now, are you talking in terms of general weight of du Would she challenge she it unit whatever? Would 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 the unit challenge BZ for a bulbosity? Is that what you're trying to implicate here?
4: Oh man, you're a Kelvin Klein model compared to this thing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's sad. That's really not that.
4: Not that I want really to see sad. your tidy whities up on a bull- you or, don't. on Santa Monica Boulevard, but
3: <laughs> <laughs> you don't long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, I don't know why this just entered my brain, I had a picture of me standing on the corner of 711 G Street, where the sheriff's department is, and I was holding a sign that all the bums used to hold, and I, I, a guy took a picture of me standing on the corner and it says, We'll investigate crimes for food. I don't know why that came up, but it just it just happened to came come up. Let's do politics for a little bit. I can do this on another day. Let me tell you what I was going to do. Jack, you can tell me. I'll tell you what. Folks, let's just throw it over to Jack right now. Let's throw it over to Jack. Jack, you can make the decision because I'm prepared either way. I got an ass load of politics, buttery political goodness, as you well know. But I was also thinking tonight of talking about, folks, who do you think are the best movie bad guys or villains ever? And I got a big list. And there's also another one that I could add to the list so jack tonight it's it's your decision i'll go with whatever you think shall we talk about movie bad guys for right now or shall we jump into politics if we jump into politics i should warn you i have some really good audio so we can do it either way what would you prefer jack
4: oh boy i mean normally when we when you and i get together we talk politics so let's talk movie bad guys just to just throw a, a, a wrench into the works
3: okay all right Let's do that. Um, If we talk movie bad guys, in no particular order, one of the first that came to my mind was Hannibal Lecter. I mean, the dude is classic, absolute classic. It's from the Thomas Harris book, uh, Silence of the Lambs. The movie was made in 1991. And I'll tell you what, if if you have watched the movie Silence of the Lambs since... And it's 2019 as compared to 1991. The movie holds up remarkably well. Now, the interesting thing is that if you remember um, in the Thomas Harris books, um, there were there were two. Well, no, in, not in the books, but in the movies, there were two people that played Hannibal Lecter. The first one, the first Hannibal Lecter movie, was one that I bet folks don't remember. Does anybody have a guess on that? Uh, Mike says Hans Gruber. No, I will tell you what, if you're talking about a a bad guy, a movie bad guy, oh hell yeah, Hans Gruber would be a great bad guy. Um, when Anthony Hopkins,
4: Anthony Hopkins played it in the first movie.
3: Oh. Uh, are you sure?
4: Silence, Silence of the Lambs. Right. Unless, okay. unless there was a, a movie made long, you know, before that on it, and and this uh, the Anthony Hopkins ones was a um, was a remake. Okay, which the, is not surprising considering there's no, nothing original in, in in Hollywood anymore.
3: Okay, it's not necessarily a remake. It's a take. It's a different viewpoint. Of the same book. You're going to have to go out, folks, quick like a bunny and do this comparison. Uh, there's a 1986 movie that came out. Now, do you guys remember CSI? And the dude that was yep. the head of CSI was. William an, an, yes, is an actor named William Peterson. And he was in one of my all time favorite uh, Gerald Petevich novels to live and die in L.A. He's the, the treasury agent in To Live and Die in, in L.A. Now, Manhunter was made... Manhunter is a Michael Mann movie who also did Miami Vice. And he's, he's big into colors and pastels and whatnot. Manhunter... Go find this film. Manhunter is a 1986 movie taken from that novel Red Dragon by Thomas Harris. William Peterson plays the part of the dude Will Graham. The bad guy in this is a great bad guy, and he's in my list. If you don't know who Tommy Noonan is, Tom Noonan is this tall Hollywood guy that plays a wonderful. He plays Francis Dollarhide in this movie. So, 1986, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys this name my guess would be you're not going to remember or you're not going to really know who this name is but if if somehow i had a photograph of him and i could put it on video and show you you would all go yeah i know who the dude the dude is he's a character actor he was a great hannibal lecter in this and i think anthony hopkins pulled some stuff off of his portrayal of hannibal lecter if you're near the internet or some way of looking at photos, go look for this dude named Brian Cox. B-R-I-A-N, Cox, C-O-X. He's a British actor. He played the first Hannibal Lecter in 1986, the uh, Michael Mann film, Manhunter, which was essentially Red Dragon. Go find that movie. Go look at that movie And your homework, folks, is to watch that movie between now and next week. Come back and tell me what you think of, A, the movie entirely, and B, Brian Cox as Hannibal Lecter. Because everybody thinks that that Anthony um, Hopkins was, and he was a great Hannibal Lecter. I'll submit Brian Cox may not be as good exactly as Hannibal Lecter, and he doesn't get as much screen time. That's for sure. But I'd be really curious, folks, what you think about that. So, um, Jack, who might be one of your favorite movie bad guys?
4: Oh, boy. Um, Oh, damn. What's his name? Um, uh, Clancy Brown. Um, has played a couple of really good bad guys in films that I like. Oh. He was the Kurgan in Highlander. Yes, he was. He played some actually, he, he, he played some really good good, good characters as well. Uh, that uh, that was one. Um, so many of the bad guys that have played um, Ernst Stavro Blofeld in many of the uh, the Bond films. Right. You had uh, Telly Savalas doing it. Um, Charles um, Brown. He also was the narrator of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. Um, uh, it was another good one. Uh, uh, oh, uh, an, an, another one. Um, not Donald. Uh, uh Donald Pleasance.
3: Oh, uh, right. Another good in in Blofeld as well. In uh, gosh, Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance was a British actor. In that movie, and I think he was in Dr. No, he had a scar right across his eye. Donald Pleasance was also a World War II soldier for the British that very few people know about as well. Now, why I remember that, I don't know. Let me throw this out there, too. And you may not align this guy with a bad guy, but once I tell you, if you've seen the film, you'll go, oh hell yes but he's not the bad guy that you would customarily think i'm going to throw out there uh, i mentioned hannibal lecter i'm going to throw out brigadier general jack d ripper and a lot of people are going to say who the hell is that if you've ever watched one of my favorite movies happens to be in black and white one of my all-time favorite movies is stanley kubrick's dr strange love Or how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. It was from a book, a nineteen fifty-eight novel, read alert by this guy named Peter George. And so Kubrick stole this book and rewrote it a little bit. And Sterling Hayden Sterling Hayden You guys are going to remember Sterling Hayden when I tell you this scene. Sterling Hayden was the bad cop who got shot by Michael in the Godfather series, in the very first Godfather. That was Sterling Hayden. Grabbed his throat, hit his head on the table, fell over. Sterling Hayden's ultimate role, uh, that was a... Dr. Strangelove was 1964, if I'm not mistaken. General Ripper... Played by Sterling Hayden, sent his entire nuclear armed B 52 wing beyond their failsafe points into Soviet airspace due to, if you remember this, the pollution of our national precious bodily fluids. If you've never seen that movie again this weekend, go out and, and rent that movie. Um, the other thing that's noteworthy is that Peter Sellers played three roles in that movie. It was wonderful. Um, any other thoughts about bad guys? Because I got a, I got a ton of them.
4: Um, oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something new, but there hasn't been a, a really good movie worth watching. Um. I mean, if you want a nice, ominous voice when it comes to a bad guy, any bad guys voiced by James Earl Jones, like Darth Vader and so on, come to mind.
6: Oh, yeah. Um, oh, that's, yeah.
4: That's, you know, that's always a really, um, an ominous voice that comes uh, that comes into it.
12: Dave, Dave says in um, chat,
3: Keenan Wynn. Keenan Wynn wasn't a bad guy, but yes, he was not Dr. Strangelove. And and Keenan Wynn's line, do you remember, folks, from Keenan uh, Wynn's line from Dr. Strangelove is... You're gonna have to answer to the Coca-Cola Company. If you haven't seen the movie, you won't get it. Hey, Mike, what do you have to say?
5: Oh, not too much. You're right, BZ. But look, you know, I, I'm a big comic book movie guy. But hey, I said I said earlier about uh about what's his name's portrayal of the Joker. Uh, Heath Ledger did a very fine job portraying the Joker. As it. I mean. The three guys that have portrayed the Joker, uh, uh, Heath Ledger, Jack Nicholson, and, of course, Cesar Romero did a very good job in their times of portraying that character, you know, how just maniacal and evil he is. And, of course, of course, from Superman the movie, Lex Luthor, right. uh, Gene Hackman.
3: Right. Or General Zod. General Zod was was pretty bad. Uh, Let me ask you, Jack, and you, Mike, and folks that are out in uh, that are listening right now or folks that are in podcast. You can cogitate about this later. Who was the best Joker? Was it Heath Ledger? Or the I went to go see the new Joker movie. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix was in it. But after having seen Heath Ledger do the Joker, in my opinion, compared to Joaquin Phoenix, um, Joaquin Phoenix was clearly number two, number three, or number four. So, who was the best Joker, folks? Who do you think?
5: I think the best Joker is is Heath Ledger. But for a lot of people, and this uh, this this maybe doesn't count for you, but for a lot of people, the Joker for a lot of for, for a certain generation is Luke Skywalker who voiced the Joker in Batman, the
4: animated series.
3: Uh, Boy, you got that ahead that, of me. Cause I never, I never heard that. So you are ahead of me on that. Yeah, one.
4: Mark, Mark Hamill, who played Luke Skywalker, uh, did it for many years. And, and he is seen as the number one voice actor for having voiced the Joker in the animated series. Um, and yeah, he, he certainly added, added a level of craziness to it. Um, Sort of like steer, uh, I, I sort of put uh, Mark Hamill's Joker in, in the same category as Caesar Romero, uh, and the, uh, and having an illegitimate love child of Caesar Romero's Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker on acid, <laughs> <laughs>
5: um,
4: and you know there is uh, Mark Hamill's uh, um, Joker, another uh, really. Bad guy. And I think some of the best bad guys out there are actually British, because we keep pointing to a lot of these British guys out there. And again, uh, I'm going to put another another one in, in there, considering the remake was made, I think, last year or the year before, from Stephen King's It. I'm sorry, the new actor playing um, Pennywise is a pale reflection of Tim Curry.
3: Tim Curry, right, from the... Yeah. Uh, um, Rocky Horror, Picture, Rocky Horror Picture, Show. Picture Show, right? Bingo. Okay, that deserves a. But you mentioned British. I got a guy that you you some folks may not even realize that this guy is British, and you probably won't remember the character. But when I mention the film, you guys are going to go, "Oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah!" Okay, Gary Oldman. You guys know he's British, right?
5: Mm -hmm.
3: Okay. Do you remember Gary Oldman as Detective Norman Stansfield in that 1994 Luke Besson film, The Professional? Stanfield was a drug-snorting, unkempt, over-the-top DEA operative responsible for an assload of killings in The Professional. If you haven't seen that movie and you want to look at a bad guy gary oldman's detective stansfield was a great bad guy great well, look, bad guy
5: well uh, uh alan rickman has played some pretty good bad guys oh yeah
3: yep hans other gruber
5: than, uh other than uh hans gruber he played remember he played the uh oh he, he was in the, the he was in the harry uh, potter the films nottingham and the the, the uh, the, uh the uh, Robin Hood and Prince of Thieves thing. Oh, you're he right. Was great in that movie in that role.
3: Yep, you're right. You're right. Now, this one that I'm going to throw out there because I got a ton of them. Kind of some of them are obscure, and I'm an older dude, so I'm dredging up some of the older stuff from the past. But you, if you haven't seen this actor again, you got to go out. Enter him into your favorite search engine. Just about every role he's had is great, but he is a quintessential bad guy. Almost to the point of being a parody of himself, but not exactly. And again, I'm going to mention the character's name. You're going to go, what? But it's a 1981 movie. Wasn't super popular, but it had a couple of great big characters in him at the time. The villain's name was Billy Score, and this is a 1981 movie, um, Sharky's Machine, with Burt Reynolds, and Burt Reynolds without his toupee in Sharky's Machine, and that's an actor by the name of Henry Silva. Henry Silva was one of the best... Hollywood bad guys ever. Now, I'm going to mention a second role that he played, and I bet because it's a little bit newer, it's 1988, I'm going to mention this. We're going to go to a break and come right back and continue with this. Henry Silva was in another movie where he played the role of a bad guy called Kurt Zagon in the 1988 movie. And I think it was the very, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was the very first Steven Seagal movie, Above the Law. He was the crazy bad guy that uh, had his little set with syringes in it. He was one of the world's finest bad guys from Above the Law. Folks, you are in the saloon. I'm the bloviating Zeppelin. Jack has been with us all night. Mike was on the telephone. And we're going to go to a break. Again, it's time to take care of your GI problems, if you have any, and then come right back because I will still be broadcasting behind enemy lines in Occupied California, the bloviating Zeppelin, live and direct right here at the SHR, the sumptuous, palatial, and resplendent SHR Media Studios.
0: Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network.
1: From a public locker inside a dilapidated Long Island rail station comes a show designed to piss off liberals using truth, facts, and ridicule. The Lid Radio Show, featuring the conservative voice from the People's Republic of New York, the Lid himself, Jeff Dunnitz. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the SHR Media Network. Go to shrmedia.com. At Lid Radio, we fight for the truth, justice, and a good kosher T-bone. If you don't listen, Hillary Clinton might sneak into your bedroom in her housecoat late at night and blame you for her election loss. It's the Lid Radio Show with Jeff Dunnitz. For 50
6: years, I've seen the American people blinded, by corrupt politicians, a lapdog media, and deceptive Islam. The one thing the elites fear is one man with a cane. I'm Dave Milner. Join me through Spreaker, iTunes, and SoundCloud, through SHR Media and the Western Free Radio Network, for half a century of experienced perspective on political and social issues, weekly on The Unpleasant Blind Guy, and catch me on Jeff Mitchell's EDL radio on blogtalkradio.com. There's no surrender ever. Because truth is not always pleasant.
11: This is Shannon Wright of The Right Way with Shannon and Mike in the AM. Mike's not here, so I gotta talk fast. You gotta join us. Fall season. Getting ready to start up with a whole bunch of new stuff. News. And food and politics and sports you're, you're and funny. entertainment yeah. and a whole bunch of stuff. But wait, Mike's coming. I gotta go. Remember, Shannon and Mike in the AM on SHR Media, Monday through Thursday, 7 to 9 a.m. Make sure you tune in.
2: Featuring right thinking from a left brain and doing the job the American maggots won't, BZ is fundamentally changing America one diaper at a time. Just when safety pin manufacturers are running out of metal for the diapers of the leftists where the speech is free, but the drinks are not. The Bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon can be heard every Tuesday and Thursday night, commencing at 11 p.m. Eastern and 8 p.m. Pacific, where pushback is a requisite art form in and of itself. Let your ossicles be truly liberated when you listen to the bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon only on SHR Media Network. No ferrets were harmed in the making of this ad.
12: Join me, Jack Alexander, for the Jack Alexander Experiment Podcast as I take a unique outsider's look at the issues affecting the USA. I fearlessly take on the issues that everyone else is too scared to touch. The Jack Alexander Experiment podcast is available wherever good podcasts can be found, like Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcast. The Jack Alexander Experiment. Because it's not a matter of left versus right, it's a matter of right versus wrong.
8: It's your business diva here, Melanie Collette. I am inviting you to a front row seat as I discuss some of the most intriguing details of wealth and finance with today's movers and shakers in the world of business. Listen in and discover financial truths on a global, domestic, and household scale. Uncover topics that will impact your wallet today and in the future. Money Talk with Melanie airs Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. East, 2 p.m. West, right here on SHR Media and High Plains Pundit Talk Radio. You can't afford to miss it.
10: Featuring the effervescent contrarian, Sackheads Clint, plus the unrestrained bulbosity of BZ, the Sackheads Against Tyranny is a real chat show. Doubling your late-night conservative talk show pleasure with double the hosts, you can listen every Wednesday night at 8pm Pacific, 11pm Eastern. Please note, some contents may have settled during shipping. Member FDIC, batteries not included, warranty voided Montenegro. conservative
9: media done
10: right you're
9: listening to the shr media network holy mother
3: of god it's the final 25 that's the final 25 minutes of the show tonight almost two hours have gone by bing bada bing bada boom quick like a bunny and my thanks ever so kindly to jack alexander for being here tonight for the full two hours Uh, When the movie, movie. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Okay, I am gonna, damn it, I am gonna play a movie. Folks, who's this? Okay, do you remember this scene?
13: What's really funny is the fucking bank job away in Seat Caucus, I'm in the middle of the fucking weeds laying down. He comes over and says, What are you doing? I said, I'm resting. Here you're resting. It's on a fucking beach in a park. I said, I'm resting. I know I'm resting. I'm resting. They pulled me in. They started giving me all kinds of questions, you know, this and that. He says, Oh, uh, so what are you going to tell us, tough guy? I said, My usual. Zero. Nothing. I tell you the fuck. He says, No, you're going to tell me something today, tough guy. I said, All right, I'll tell you something. Go fuck your mother. (laughs) bing pow! You saw the paper, Anthony, my head was up like this. So so now I'm coming around, you know, I start to come out of it. Who do I see in front of me, this big brick again? He says, oh, what do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. I thought he was going to (laughs) shit. But oh, 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 well, it, it gets worse. I wish I was big just one. <laughs> you're a big cop. <laughs> really funny. It's
3: really
13: funny. <laughs> what do you mean I'm funny? <laughs> it's, it's funny, you know. It's, it's a good story. It's funny. You're a funny guy. <laughs> funny. What do you mean? You mean the way I talk? What? It's just, you know, you're just, you're just funny. It's funny, you know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how? I mean, what's funny about it? <laughs> yeah, Tommy, no, you got it all wrong. Oh, oh, Anthony. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd you say? You're right. Funny how? Just, what? Just, you know, you're, you're funny. <laughs> you mean, so? let well, I me mean, understand this, because I, you know, maybe it's me But I'm funny How do you
3: talk your way out of dealing I mean, like a, like a psychopath a like this?
13: I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? I'm not just... Do you know how you tell a story? What? No, no, I don't know. You said it. How do I know? You said I'm funny. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny.
3: Good luck.
5: Get the fuck out of here, Tommy. <laughs> oh, you motherfucker!
13: I almost had it. I almost had it. You stutter and prick. <laughs>
3: And that was Tommy DeVito. That was the character Tommy DeVito in Goodfellas. That's a 1990 film. That's Joe Pesci. So we talked about uh, Goodfellas. We talked about Billy score. Uh, Here's one that's going to date to 1965. In the meantime, uh, Mike, do you have another bad guy or another villain that you'd like to throw out there? You
5: know what? I I got another. Uh, you know, staying with the die-hard series of movies. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Irons played the brother of Alan Rickman's character Franz Gruber, named Simon Gruber, right. and he did a bang-up job in that role. He did. So yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at a list of different guys. You know, uh, Christopher McDonald and Jeremy Irons and Julian Sands and Vernon Wells. And Stephen Burrough and Daniel Craig and Christopher Plummer—all these guys have played villains and played them well, you know. And look, that's not the funniest clip from uh, now. Now I flip flip the script on you. He played a good guy. Uh, uh, Percy played a good guy in one of the these uh, the Weapon series. Yes, again, he was one of the funniest. One of the funniest clips I've ever heard about how they fuck you with the cell phone, you know. That um, was a hilarious clip,
3: Jack. You know, got any any uh, villains that you fought of, senor? Because I still got a ton.
4: I've I've got three here that, that I, I just uh, quickly looked up, and okay. I'm gonna start with uh, an, another uh, uh, big name, John Hurt. Oh, John Hurt! Uh, he has played so many really good good guys and really good bad guys as well um and, he, and it was a toss-up with throwing him into this list or uh william defoe was another
3: one oh william uh, defoe between those two. Oh yeah william defoe the i think the quintessential Willem defoe bad guy is 86 86's um peter bogdanovich directed this to live and die in la with william peterson and if you haven't watched that again it's I mentioned it's from a Gerald Pitovich book. Uh, I meant, met Gerald Pitovich back when he was uh, still working in San Francisco. Great guy. Tried to get him on the show. Really wasn't uh, that interested. I I kind of sense that he wasn't quite as conservative as I am. Hint, hint. Um, but, yeah, Willem Dafoe would be a great bad guy. That's very, very true. Let me throw
4: the other two names up. Have... The other two names I've, I I I I've got on this list uh have a connection with the southern hemisphere. Okay. Um Hugo Weaving is character of Agent Smith in um the Matrix. Oh, uh, y- yes was was really good. Yes. And another an, another one uh from the southern hemisphere, New Zealand born actor
3: and he played it uh, he played it really think- close to the vest. He was he was yeah. so he was so kind of connected until you saw him beginning to unravel. Now people will remember his character because he was also if I'm not mistaken in the first Jurassic Park movie, was he not?
4: Yes. Yes.
3: So if you can remember the scientist guy from the first Jurassic Park movie, that's Sam Neill, who Jack is talking about. You're right. That's a great, great movie bad guy.
5: Right. I'm looking at another one, Michael Ironside. Oh, yeah, Michael. I'm looking at
6: Chris. yeah. You
5: know he's played from the '80s. You know, yeah. Now, now, one thing about Hugo Weaving, Hugo Weaving, he played a bang up Red Skull, and. Captain America. Oh, you're right. Captain America: The First Avenger. You're right. He was he hidden. Was the Red Skull.
3: He was hidden by makeup, yeah. but you're right. He was the Red Skull in Captain America. Spot on. Bingety, bangety, boom. Yeah,
4: it's, sh- it's a shame he hated doing it. It's a shame he really hated doing it.
3: Well, the ma- uh, the makeup, I pr- bet, would probably put you off. Here's another guy from 1965. One of my favorite movies at the time. It still holds today. Kind of a musical, uh, but but still really tongue in cheek. This actor played two people in the 1965 film Cat Baloo, and he won an Oscar for playing the bad guy named Tim Strawn. Tim Strawn in Cat Baloo was the guy that got his nose chewed off and he wore a silver nose piece, a silver piece of metal over his nose to hide that. He played, uh, let's see, he was uh, Kid Shalene in Cat Blue and he played the bad guy, Tim Strawn. Now, this guy, uh, when I tell you this, you guys are all gonna go, oh yeah, Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin was a, a great actor. Um, some things you may you might not know about Lee Marvin. He was in World War II. Another thing you might know might not know about Lee Marvin is that he was a direct descendant of Thomas Jefferson and he was twice a descendant of male line relatives of George Washington. And here's something, you know, we could do another another entire show of people that could have been in certain movies, but never were. Mm -hmm. Lee Marvin was, if you may not remember, he was Steven Spielberg's first choice for the character of Quint in Jaws think about that now uh i think robert ryan was in that or uh not robert ryan i can't think of his last name his first name is robert um he was can you imagine what lee marvin would have done with the role of quint in the movie jaws oh my god it was absolutely fabulous then there's another movie bad guy I know that everybody's going to remember this because the movie is a little bit more recent. It was Quentin Tarantino's first big movie, Reservoir Dogs, 1992. Uh, The actor was Michael Madsen. You remember Mr. Blonde from this? Yes, yes. Um, And then here's another movie bad guy, except it was a bad girl and you may not remember this i'm I, i'm really dating myself but robert shaw thank you from alaskan um yep robert shaw bingo that was the guy's name robert shaw was also in uh, battle of the bulge as well there's a female bad guy s from a 1971 movie that clint eastwood was in play misty for me and uh the chick's name was jessica walter but her movie, she was a psycho who was after Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood was a radio guy on late at night. Maybe I better watch my step before I leave the studio tonight. <laughs> but the name of her character was Evelyn. And it was kind of like 1987's Fatal Attraction. Um, oh God, who was the actress that was in that? Glenn Close. Glenn Close was in that. And, um, God, who's another bad guy? Anybody remember Vinny Jones? Yes. Okay. Anybody remember the movie Snatch? Haven't seen yeah. it. I've heard of okay. It. it was 2001, and he plays, Vinnie Jones plays a bad guy almost all the time, but he played Bullet Tooth Tony. Here's another bad guy. This is uh, from the 70s because they're all i can remember i remember going to see this movie with my my brother and my dad this was 1976 and the guy's name was um uh his character was named dr christian zell and he was played by sir sir Lawrence olivier with the great tooth scene and is it safe if you haven't seen the 1976 movie, Marathon Man, with Dustin Hoffman, it is fabulous, especially the scene where back and forth, Dustin Hoffman, and he's trying to figure out the number or the the the, the password. Is it safe? Great, great scene. I think somebody mentioned this already.
5: You um, know, a guy that has a history, that had a history before it passed on, of playing bad guys, Jack Palance.
3: Oh, God! Ah,
5: okay. Yes, I
4: was about to mention Jack
3: Palance. That, that deserves a. <laughs> How could I have forgotten Jack Palance? Uh...
5: I mean, look, I'm not going to go I'm all the way like, back, like, but I'm looking yeah. at, look, Tango and Cash. I'm looking at in 1989. I'm looking at. Uh, uh, Batman in 1989. I'm looking at uh, he played uh, Curly, who was sort Curly. Of a, Curly was city a flickers, who was sort great of a,
3: character.
5: Eh, you know, he played both sides, cops and Robertson, city slickers. 2, uh, incredible adventures of Marco Polo, Treasure Island. I mean, just a bunch of different things that he played. You know. Uh, he played bad guys and he i mean he's been he's been playing bad guys since like 1950s you
3: know do you guys remember the scene at the academy awards i was watching it live when this happened he got best supporting actor for playing curly in that movie after he got his award, do you guys remember he got down on the floor of the Academy Awards and at the age of like 70, whatever the hell he was at the time, he pumped out a series of push-ups live right there. The dude was a stud. Oh, my God. In front of everybody at the Academy Awards.
5: Go back, go back and watch Batman 1989. When he gets out of, when he come is coming out of the, uh, the, uh... The shower where whatever he was taking and he was basically in his underwear you know and he's he was built for for the guy that age you know in 1989
3: Oh and, yeah this is 1989 he was oh my gosh an, an amazing amazing for a person I got one last person that I want to acknowledge cuz when I saw this scene in the movie I don't cringe a lot in films, but when I saw Annie Wilkes interact with Paul Sheldon, and this may not yet ring your bells, um, but it was the movie Misery with Kathy Bates and the scene on the bed where James Caan is captured, and she has a big sledge and slams his ankles or his feet. Oh, oh, I cringed. Oh, my God, I cringed. I I I was going to mention
4: Kathy Bates as the ultimate psychotic bitch not named Hillary Rodham Clinton. (sighs) Um, But uh, I, I I think we have missed... Two of the biggest names in on this list.
3: Hit us, hit us. One of
4: them is a real is a real classic of, of Hollywood, Edward G. Robinson. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And the other one, I think, is the ultimate male psychopath, Marlon Brando. Yeah, when I think it's the oh. Desire and the the character he played. Oh, in Colonel Kurtz. Now. Colonel Kurtz.
3: Yeah. Yep, and and. Do you guys remember the line from Martin Sheen where he uh, he was talking about Colonel Kurtz and it it was he he, I'm paraphrasing now, but but he really he really underplayed as he was attempting to typify Marlon Brando as Colonel Kurtz. He he was saying as narrator, I remember him distinctly, he said about Colonel Kurtz, he said his methods were unsound. (laughs) unsound do you think (laughs) okay any other great movie bad guys or bad gals that you can think of i mean we did the joker originally i thought i was hoping when i went to go see this new movie joker with joaquin phoenix you know if you saw heath ledger's version i can't help but think that joaquin ripped or or whoever did his makeup kind of ripped Heath Ledger's Joker a little bit. And while Joaquin did uh, a good job, a, a creditable job, after having watched Heath Ledger, I just can't give it to Joaquin Phoenix. I, I just can't. Yeah. Uh, Heath Ledger was the dude. Any other bad guys that you folks can think of?
4: Alaskan has mentioned Jimmy Cagney in the chat. Oh!
3: Oh! Jimmy Cagney, yes. Classic. Yes. Classic. Oh one
4: of the best
5: bad guy lines um came, uh, came from uh the dark Knight and night uh by the way what was uh he's left the thing, but was uh, I'm blanking on the guy's name, I'm looking for his name now. He played Two Faced and he says this. He said you can either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. That was um, blanking on his name now. Blanking on his name. Okay. And I can't remember the guy's name that plays Two Face in that so Harvey Dent, you know, in oh. that. Oh. That, oh. In that movie.
3: Harvey Dent, right? Right. Good. Good person.
5: Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart. Yep. That's his name, Aaron
3: Ecker. He was also in the science fiction movie uh, something about L.A., where the aliens land in L.A. Yeah, and the soldiers have to uh, have to fight back. Let me throw this out there.
5: Yeah, but that's 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 one of the best uh, uh, kind of bad guy lines. It foreshadowed what are we what he would be doing in it later on in the movie. But it it was, it was one of the best bad guy lines, and that's basically basically true to real life you, you can either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain much like the democrats are doing you know they're living long enough to see themselves become the villain
3: let me throw out this final guy unless you guys have somebody else uh, and let's see what do we have i got here? one we got about five more minutes jack go ahead what do you got
4: anthony perkins psycho
3: oh god how did we forget that How did we forget Anthony Perkins? Oh, God. Oh, yeah, that is so obvious. That is ripped from the the slinking, stuttering pages of Captain Obvious. Oh, my God, yes. Now, when I tell you this next actor, you're going to go, oh, he was great. If for no other reason than the, the dude's voice. He may have played a bad guy in more movies than this. But I specifically remember him in the 1979 movie which happened also to be John Wayne's last movie before he died of cancer in 1979. And uh, you could see that John Wayne was not doing all that well. He was kind of entering cachexia from, from, uh, from the initial stages of cancer that he was suffering at the time. But the shootest was about John J.B. books and J.B. books was going to go out with a bang and he invited all of his adversaries in this massive gunfight towards the end of the movie. And Ron Howard played this young kid in the movie. I think it was one of Ronnie Howard's first movies where he acted. Uh, In any event, 1979, uh, he played a great bad guy. And he also was in a TV series all by himself, Richard Boone. Yep. I just love the hell out of Richard Boone's character in uh, The Shootist. Any other bad guys you guys can think of?
5: Yeah, well, we're talking about Western Western bad guys. guy for the night,
3: uh, Rutger Hauer. Oh, in Blade Runner.
4: Yes. Blade Runner, the hitchhiker, was another bad guy that Rutger Hauer played in. Um, But if we want to talk about Western bad guys, I think the ultimate Western bad guy, Yul Brynner.
3: Oh, yeah. Westworld?
4: Westworld. Uh, he, played, he, he played a lot of bad guys at westerns. He played a lot of
0: good
3: oh, guys Oh, he was... In wait, movie. wait. My God. Yul Brenner, the Magnificent Seven. Yeah. See? Yep. Just when I think that I have uh, a, a, a kind of uh, an eclectic version of, of bad guys, you folks come up with some some great bad guys that I should have thought of, but I just didn't. I mean, this was the best that I can think of. I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning, but I can tell you all kinds of stupid trivia about movies, because for whatever reason, my brain leaks the important stuff and keeps the trivia crap that doesn't mean nothing to nobody except on shows like this.
5: Right. Yeah, yeah. We know about we know about how schizophrenic you can be with things. You you know this this type of crap, but uh, Sean can tell you how to pass more than two phone calls. Okay, and-
3: Mike, that was enough of Mike. Okay, thanks for calling in, Mike. Really appreciate it. <laughs> That's really good. Glad to hear you tonight, Mike. You know, funny thing is, we gotta go because it's about one minute till, and. Uh, So, Mike, thanks for calling Alaskan. Thanks for calling Jack. Thanks for being here tonight. And Jack, tell us, please, where we can find your show, how we can get to your show and when it's on and where it can be found.
4: Go to my website, com. I'm live streaming in video on Facebook from 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central in the Jack Alexander Experiment page. Or you can get the audio uh, version live streamed or the podcast at uh, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and Podcast Addict. Perfect. There you go.
3: Perfect. Thank you for being on the show. One day, hopefully, before the year 2025, by Zager and Evans, that dates too, in the year 2525. Okay, probably never heard that that either. One of these days, one one of these days, I hope to be on the Jack Alexander show. Not saying it's going to happen, but just thinking that hopefully. A a Christmas wish would be someday I will know that I have made it when I am on the Jack Alexander experiment.
4: Well, now that I've got more bandwidth available, that uh, YouTube's uh, decided to 8060. Maybe we could even make it a video connection.
3: Well, I could do audio, but I'm not sure I could do video on. You could do video on your end. I'm not guaranteed that I know how to do video on my end. Remember who I am, please.
5: Yeah,
3: it's okay. We'll talk about it later. All right, all right. We will. Jack, thanks you. Thank uh, you ever so kindly for being on tonight. Always Be- a pleasure, man. Because uh, I, I, I absolutely have to end up and say something like. Man, Jack! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, thanks for listening to the Bloviating Zeppelins Berserk Bobcat Saloon Live and Direct right here on the SHR Media Network. If you want to contact me, you can find me on Twitter at Bzepp at BZEP and on my blog at bloviatingzeppelin.net. Promotional consideration is by the Lockheed Martin Skunk Works and also by Pratt & Whitney Engines Thrust. You can trust. And tiaras are by... My Little Pony. Uh, Also, I need to tell you this. Thanks to my personal case, That's right, KC-135 Kettle One Refueling Team with whom I will be consorting in less than an hour and thanks to Jack Alexander so kindly for being on the show tonight thanks to Jack thanks to Simone Alaskan, Dave, Jack one viewer um, Wendy I'm probably leaving oh Alaskan, yeah I already mentioned you anyway, have a great weekend I'll be back Tuesday, next Tuesday night So God bless everybody. Thanks for listening. God bless. Take care. Be safe.
9: Pretty quiet down now. Get some sleep. Good
8: night, everybody.
5: Good night, Mama. Good night, Ben. Good night, everyone.
8: Good night, Mama. Good night, Daddy.
5: Good night, children. Good night, Daddy. Good night, Elizabeth.
6: Good night, John Boy. Good night, Jim Bob.
9: Good night, Jim Bob.
5: Good night, Jim Bob.
9: What's going on? I was asleep. What's everybody doing?
8: Good
7: night, good night, good night, and good luck.